Yeah, it's not over. Recording. No, we're going. It's uh, uh, Olympic Dreams on the I Only Like Their Old Stuff podcast, part six. Olympic Dreams. The, the final Olympic Dreams episode for two years. I know you guys are hurting. Yeah, well, we might do a special, like, in a year from now, we'll do a halfway point. Be like, don't forget, next year. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll do a preview of the 2012 games. Um, what, we, what we could do is, you know, now we're $20 into our $200 goal of microphones, yeah. which obviously the money's just rolling in. And so after we buy our microphones, we can start uh, donate for our 2012 uh, tickets to London. Yeah, the, so we can live podcast from the Olympics. Oh, and, and we will we will have better coverage than NBC. <laughs> yeah, we will. Owen, we'll stay with Owen. We'll stay with Owen and cover mainly just the wrestling tournaments and the sprints. Yeah, I want to. I'm going to cover the fencing. That's my. That's what I like. That's your shit. What are you yeah. doing? I'm, I'm trying to fix my microphone. Sounds like you're my trying to break it. <laughs> well, if the viewers want better microphones, they ought to buy us some. Well, there you go. I don't think we're going to have and, new microphones by 2012. And, and if the listeners want new microphones, they better pay us. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a video podcast yet. Well, whatever. Fucking linguistics. Videocast? <laughs> linguistics major. Fuck you. It's fucking semantics. Oh, well, oh. actually... <laughs> Dude, I feel like I just, I seriously, I feel like I just dropped acid. <laughs> because, no, seriously, because I just watched this fucked up closing ceremony. It is so weird. We get, we need to wait. Let's start with the closing ceremony, can we? No, no, no. We got to build up to it. I was just giving a little uh, teaser of build it. Build up to it like it's, like it, like it was a spectacle. Oh my God. It was a spectacle. <laughs> it's true. The fucking Pink Floyd presents <laughs> Vancouver closing ceremonies. Pink Floyd and the Macy's Day Parade present. Yeah. Closing ceremony. But let's cover the ne- the last couple days of the events. All right. Got a couple hype things. It seemed like it ran out of steam a little bit. They didn't really save enough for the last little they bit. They save enough. They didn't really save anything except hockey. Yeah. Well, there was a couple hype things. The um the dudes from the Nordic Combined that won the silver for the U.S. Yeah. They went one and two in the individual Nordic Combined. They did. And they basically work together the whole race. And yeah, they, they did. Well, I wondered, like, how did they make the decision who was going to go get the gold? I mean, wh- at what point did they say, okay, we're, you know, all... He was like, uh, bro, let me get this one. Let me, I'm going to get this. <laughs> I, the only thing I can figure is the other dude wound up with three silvers. And yeah. the, the guy that won the gold had a gold and a silver. So I don't know if it was like, dude, don't be greedy. Yeah, well, yeah, right. The other dude's looking back and saying, wait a second, motherfucker. Three silvers don't make gold. Yeah. That doesn't equal gold. I just kept thinking about our argument about who's the headliner and who's behind the podium, you know? Who's the... It's not really an argument, is it? No, it's because me. I'm the one who's the... I... You are the one behind this. the podium. No. We, we don't need to start this. There's no gold medal for who wins this argument. <laughs> um, the <laughs> other... <laughs> what? Go ahead. Well, speaking of gold medals, since we're going ahead and talking about medals, and this comes straight from the BS report with Bill Simmons, okay? And the reason I was asking before the show is if you'd listen to him, because they talk about, especially with the Winter Olympics, okay, with the the chasm between something like ice dancing and something like the luge. Yeah. 
that you should get for the more hardcore your event is, you should get a bigger gold medal. <laughs> so they, they like the highest yeah. dancers get like a silver dollar medal, and the losers get like a gold medal, like a flame of flave clock around their neck. Yeah, the, what the the medals this year are almost like a flame of flave clock. They're huge. Yeah, yeah, but they're all bent. They're all melted. They left them in the sun. <laughs> left them on the dashboard of somebody's car. But so I agree. I agree though. There needs to be some. So I mean, like. Come on, you're flying down a track at 90 miles an hour and you get the same gold medal as somebody that just danced on ice? Right. Well, or these, you know, dudes that do these huge, long cross-country ski races. They're like 30, 31 dying. miles. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that in just a minute. Okay. Um, the, the other thing, the other night was the, um, the, the men's freestyle skiing finals. Yeah. And the, uh, the dude, Jarrett Speedy Peterson... Yeah. He's, he's got his signature trick, the hurricane, which he tried to throw at the last Olympics, and he failed, and he finished like ninth. He pulled the hurricane off in the finals, and it was awesome. It was like 20 spins and 15 loops. <laughs> it was incredible, and he landed it, and he was just like, everybody in the audience was shocked that he landed it, and he was the most shocked that he landed it. And then he got down to the bottom, and they cued, This is the story of the hurricane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, he wound up winning silver, which I think he was disappointed, because, I, I mean, I just thought that he was, I thought he deserved gold, but it was the, the best, you know, they combined the two scores, and his first jump was a little conservative. Yeah. But still, it was a legit silver. Do you think, do you think when it comes to something like that, where a dude is throwing a move that nobody else has thrown, the judge is like, uh, what? what? Well, there's some of it is like, some of the extra difficulty he added to it is just not, they don't measure it. Right. So it's like, it's sort of like style rather than actually like getting, I remember jo- Johnny Mosley, the freestyle, the mogul skier who won gold in Nagano. Mm-hmm. He, he, in uh, Salt Lake City, <sighs> He threw a trick that wasn't really allowed because they used to not allow invert tricks. And yeah. he was like, he's like, screw it. I know I'm not going to win the medal with this, but it's a badass trick and I can do it. And the sport's never going to progress if somebody doesn't try something like this. Mm-hmm. So he did it, did not win the medal. And then immediately after the games, they made it a legal move, you know. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, you got to give respect to people going big. You do. And that dude, I mean, that's pretty awesome. The silver, and he's had all his personal problems and stuff, you know, the, the struggles of an Olympic athlete. <laughs> it's, I, I tell you, to be in the Olympics, it's almost a prerequisite that you have some sort of sob story. It's like, holy shit, these people couldn't get a job anywhere if they wanted to. They got so much bad stuff on their <laughs> resume, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. He, he robbed that's, a liquor store? That's what, why that he's is? an Olympian. <laughs> that's, that's redemption. Um. Another nice story that finished up was um, the Canadian girl whose mother died, yeah. the, the figure skater. She skated a second. We talked about this, her first performance the other night on the podcast, but she skated her second night and did really well and finished with a bronze. Yep. And that was incredible. Like I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that under all that pressure, she she just blew it up, man. Mm-hmm. On her, and then she mm-hmm. she did that uh the the figure skating gala, yeah, which I which was not nearly as hype as the ones I've seen in the past. I was like Disney on Ice, dude. 
Well, in, in, in past Olympics, they've had dudes that go out there and skate to, like, ACDC and do backflips and shit. Not this year. Not this year. It was, like, <laughs> same old shit. I texted J- Jigga right before it, and I said, ice skating gala? Really? And he said, no, it's cool. They dance to, they, they skate to pop music and do backflips and shit, and uh, none of it happened. No. But... It's like, tell me why I should watch this. But you gotta admit the the Joanne Rochette performance was like tears flowing on the ice. Just, uh, I mean, I understand why they would be. It didn't really didn't really get me. But I, maybe it was because I had people talking in the background. Yeah, well, I've, I mean, I've been following that story real closely, and it was just like to watch her skate. It seemed like she uh, she skated with like a weight off her shoulders or something. You know, it was True. just like she. Even she did well in the other in the, the actual event, but you could tell she was like, you know, in the competition. But with that performance, she was just kind of, you know, just kind of just like therapy on the ice, you know, just letting it out. Oh, oh, new movie. Well, <laughs> therapy Ther- on the therapy, therapy on the ice. ice. <laughs> um, this week's lifetime original movie, Therapy on the Ice. Um, let's see. Uh, so Apollo Ono. Had some more races. <laughs> Dude, sure did. in the 500, okay, so in lead up to the final heat, he pulled off some more amazing shit. He, like, leaped over two dudes who fell, and he did this incredible, and in his, like, semifinal heat, he did this cutoff pass that was yeah. just like, oh, my God, how did he do that? Um, yet again, but then, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword <clears throat> in the, um, his final heat, uh, he got disqualified. Yeah. This was all while I was driving to Knoxville. So you're basically telling me what happened. Well, he, I don't know, you know, in that sport, it's like rubbing's racing and the disqualifications are really close and I could see them calling it, but I also could see that it looked like the guy who, it looked like it was just unfortunate because it looked like the guy was already falling and Ono just kind of put his hand out as he passed. So, I mean, he did contact the guy. So technically I guess they could call him on that, but I don't know. He he was upset afterwards and said he thought it was because it was a Canadian judge, which I I was kind of disappointed that he went there with it, but whatever. Mm -hmm. But then he went back in the, uh, they had the, um, the finals of the, the relay with five teams on the ice. Yeah. Which the sausage is, party. Oh my, it's just insane. And uh, the U.S. got bronze in that. And so he finished with eight medals total uh, over his Olympic career, which they, he hasn't said if he's retired or not, but pretty legit to yeah. get eight Olympic medals. You know, I mean, hello, Phelps. <laughs> you, know? you think they'll have a cover of him? On the uh, on the front of Sports Illustrated, I think if they do that, he'll be appearing with Michael Phelps. <laughs> now he might. I mean, you know, whatever. Whatever. It was. I mean that that was pretty hype. Um, the uh, the How women. How about his haircut? He got. It looked like he got a little haircut for the uh, for the closing ceremonies. Well, he wasn't wearing his normal uh, headband thing. He wasn't wearing. His head, he was wearing one of those little hats. Yeah, tiny okay. hat. Yeah, yeah. Um, the women won a short track medal, individual medal, uh, which was it was that was a pretty hype race too. I think she got mm. silver. Um, the I forget what her name is though. 
<laughs> she ain't no Apollo Ono. That's for sure. no, she got her first one, not her age. She, yeah. She's going to have to be on Dancing with the Stars a few times before I remember her name. <laughs> um, we had that. I, this next one I'm going to save for our last bit. Um, and uh, let's see. Okay, the uh, the U.S. bobsled four-man got the gold. Gold medal, first one in 62 years. Dude, the four-man bobsled was the only event out of all the sledding events, which I have said my love for all the luge and all that stuff. It was the only event out of all of it that didn't look like it was ruined by the track being too short. Yeah, they slowed it down on the last day, but it well, was, it was. I mean, it's a great event. I, you know... I think it's a great event. It was fun to watch. It was a lot smoother runs than any of the other yeah. crafts. And we'll, we'll get to the uh, – we're going to come back to that at the end of the show too. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, that was hype. That was the first gold medal for the USA in bobsled in what? 62 years. 62 years. Crazy. Uh, Did you see the video <laughs> they had of the last time? Yeah, they- and they were like going down this – it was a natural track, and it was just like dudes riding down a mountain. It was scary. It yeah. was almost scarier than now. I mean, the only uh, and they were riding down on like a piece of plywood with like um, like the bars on the sides of a hospital bed. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It was crazy. And they were wearing like leather football helmets. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can get Miss to put up a video of old bobsled shit. Yeah, right. NBC probably went out and bought it. So they bought the bobsled. Before. You can't. Yeah. You can't no. put any footage of the Olympic sport up because NBC no. owns it. Um, For a t- couple more years. Yeah. We'll um, get it. And today, two events happened. The uh, the 50K cross-country race, which is 31 miles. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It took like two hours. I watched most of it. Uh, <laughs> dear Lord. It mean... It, it was just like I took a nap and woke back up, and they were still. I, I did. I went to the grocery <laughs> store and came back, and it was still going on. But so they go. There's this dude who's in like he's in second or third. Mm-hmm. All right, and um, he he gets to the finish line, and well, the last turn, and he falls down. Mm. Finishes seventh. Mm. Falls. He's in like he's in second place, I think. Falls down. And the fucking, I mean, it's 31 miles in what, it was six tenths of a second between first and second? Yeah, and this dude was like 100 feet from the finish line. But can you even imagine, not even thinking about that guy, but can you imagine skiing, doing anything for 31 miles and then losing by six tenths of a second? Well, this is what I was saying earlier today on Twitter, was that I'd be damned if I was going to be fourth place in that event. <laughs> that is the worst fourth place in the Olympics in that It's got event. to be. Yeah, it's got to be. I would be in jail because I would be killing those first three dudes. <laughs> I would just, there would be blood on the snow. I'd be like, you have to spill your blood in 31, order to make up. I don't even want to drive 31 miles in my second place. Oh, they're on skis. I'm sure it's easy. <laughs> but, yeah. man, crazy. And there was a... I will say that the end of those races is hype when they have two guys that are close and they do the, the, the they do the splits, the sprint, and then split to like get the ski across first. Yeah, some crazy finishes, man. It's um, crazy. It's like the breakdancing out there. And the yeah, it is breakdance fighting. <laughs> um, the and then the the hockey game today, the gold medal hockey game, U.S. and Canada. So pissed I was driving. 
man, I'm pissed that you were driving because yeah. it was an awesome game. Watch the whole thing. They're saying it's the most important hockey game ever. I don't know about that. What? I mean, we've made fun of the Miracle on Ice, but you just you don't have a villain anymore like the Soviet Union. So it's impossible to be on the same par unless they were like the U.S. was facing terrorists or something on the hockey, you know, like <laughs> Bin Laden in Afghanistan or something. You know, there's no com- there's no comparison to it. There's not yeah. a villain like that. You know, this was two awesome teams that deserved to be there, but it was an incredible game, and the U.S. should not be ashamed of their performance because they, it was like two and a, two to two to zero Canada. You know, for a long time, and then the U.S. scored a goal, and then. And you know, in the last thirty seconds of the game, they the U.S. takes their goaltender out so that they can have an extra man going for the for the you know for the gold for the score. literally yeah for the gold. Twenty four seconds left, they score the tying goal. It goes to overtime. Insane, and then they lost in overtime. And I felt so bad for the um, Miller, the uh, the goalkeeper for the U.S. Yeah, because he was just. Almost in tears over it, and it wasn't his fault. He he he, the whole games he saved so many goals. You know he he did such a great job, and I felt bad for him. That's it's a terrible job to be the goalkeeper. Yeah, because you get blamed for everything, and you never get credit. You know, right? You start out at even, and you yeah. can only go down. Exactly. Yeah. So, but man. I, I, I'm telling you, I, we talked about it before, but I'm going to start watching. I'm not saying I'm going to watch a hockey game every week, but I'm going to try to watch some hockey games. I'm watching hockey. It, it, it's cool. I'm watching, yeah. I'm going to the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, we got to go, man. I checked this $25 for tickets. Booyah. Okay. What's up? Well, IOLTOS, if you're in the Raleigh area and you want to go see a hockey game with us and want to pay for our hockey tickets. <laughs> or if you just us. want to come with us, email us at I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Let us know you're in the area and you want to come. We'll and do a meetup. If you're, well, if you're... Unless you're if, weird and creepy, then don't. Yeah, if you're crazy and going to butcher us with hockey sticks at the end of the game, <laughs> I'd rather not do that. However, uh, if you're cool... Actually, don't don't email us about that. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Now I'm worried. Nah, no, seriously, we'll do a meetup. No, no, we're going to the Nashville Predators. That's we're we'll be at the Predators game in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> we in Nashville. Our one Nashville listener is like, oh yeah. yes, my, oh yeah, my precious. Uh, all right, so I'm hearing my voice in your shit. Is there a reason for that? Nope. Uh, must be my fault. Uh, yeah, well, the hockey game was hype, and you know I think people would have been committing seppuku in the streets if Canada had lost. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you think about the quote-unquote controversy after the women's game and the uh, the women Olympians, the the Canadians after they won gold, they came out, lit cigars, and drank beers on the ice. I, I think if it was the men, no one would have cared. Um, yeah. It. Do, I don't think it's probably the. I, it's not really the way that I would hope my Olympians would celebrate a win. But whatever, you know, they won. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think there should have been a problem. I think it was awesome. I mean, yeah. I understand what you're saying, but this is their number one sport. That hockey 
they have a hockey television show that's the number one show. What is it? It's like uh, I mean I'm saying like it's like Friday Night Lights. No, it's like it's like Sports Center strict. It's like Baseball Tonight, but it's for hockey, <sighs> and that is that is the number one show of the week. That's probably the only show they get in Canada. <laughs> that might be the only thing, yeah, that they get. However, it is, it, you know, I mean, like it's the sport, and they won. They go out there, light a cigar. Fuck it, why not? Yeah, I mean, I can see some of the arguments just because I like. I mean, it's the Olympics. You want athletes to have some decorum, but damn, they've dedicated their life to this. Well, we want the athletes to have decorum, but we're going to give them 500,000 fucking condoms for the village. Don't give me that decorum. Well, I didn't. It's not like a rule that the IOC has said decorum or something. I don't know. Well, that's what they were saying. Oh, uh, well, I, I don't know. They were no. saying it wasn't proper to be wearing your uniform out on the ice drinking beers. Well, I the don't beer know. looked just like the uniform, it was just white with a red maple leaf. Okay. All right, fine. What? What no, am I? Well, what no. am I supposed to say to that? I don't know what you're supposed to say. You're supposed to say Groove. <laughs> Nothing. Right. You know I'm, what? Uh, yeah, no. You belong behind the desk. I will. You will never hear that from me. No. Um, yeah, I will too. So, all right. Before we get to the closing ceremonies, Shatner. The there's been controversy about this whole own the podium thing from Canadians saying that it was unsportsmanlike because they were so sort of bloodthirsty to win the most medals, which they did win the most golds. Also, the Olympics gets criticized because a lot of times the organizers are greedy and they bribe the IOC. The IOC has all these uh, scandals all the time. The IOC has employed people who were attached to uh, fascist regimes who likely ordered the murders of hundreds of people. Uh, There's all these things you could say about the Olympics being bad. There was a lot of stuff that happened at the Vancouver Games that wasn't how you would have planned it. The snow, the the torch not lighting, you know, there were problems. But looking past all that, it's really the athletes that make the whole Olympics, you know? Yeah. And I felt like the athletes this time, more than any other Olympics I've ever watched, really there were these incredible stories. Like the athletes really rose to the occasion. Okay. And in my opinion, just like, that's what the Olympics are about, is that spirit of sport, you know? And, you know, there's all this controversy and people protesting and all this other stuff. It's just like, I think you got to look past all that, you know? Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, we're both pro-Olympics, you know? And, And whereas there's legitimate problems or legitimate claims to, like, reasons to protest, like, um... I don't know. If you don't have this, what do you have? That's at least a symbol of like global unity. Right. I mean, it's not. Yeah. No symbol is perfect. Well, I mean, it is. The Olympics are a brand. They are a corporation. They are all these things that we should be wary of and be worried about. But the heart of it is, you know, it's getting a bunch of people together to do some sports and forget about other political issues and things like that in the world. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not like saying that you have said any of this. I'm just saying, or any of our listeners or anything, but I've read a lot of well, articles. Well, some of our listeners have. Yeah. Well, One. I, well, I've read a bunch of articles last night about it and, you know, criticizing the organizers and whatever. 
the thing is, you, you have a system in place. There's going to be problems with that system. And the organizers yeah. are not all going to be great. They're not all going to be stand-up people. But, you know, the the whole purpose of it is for these people to get together and have these sports. And I was I thought it was pretty inspiring, some of the stuff that went on, you know? So I'm all about it. That's my feel-good moment. Okay. Well, it didn't really make me feel good, but, you know, you could have glossed it over, not even mentioned that. Made me feel great. I felt like it should have been. It should have been brought. Somebody needed to say it. Since we're covering the Olympics properly, yeah, NBC ain't gonna say it. Yeah. Well, I'm about to fail in my coverage. Why? Uh, when we get to the last part, I'll, okay. I'll preface it. It's all right. Um. All right. So let's uh let's talk about this closing ceremonies real quick. Shatner. What? William Shatner comes out and says, "I think he. I don't know." I couldn't understand anything he said. <laughs> I, I couldn't either. I literally didn't then understand. Catherine anything. O'Hara came out, and I felt like nothing she said made anybody laugh. Hi, I'm Catherine, and I'm a Canadian. It was funny that they had the uh, curling brooms out to sweep her way to the podium, but yeah, the, well, but when you start, and the funniest bit you have is before you even speak. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Oops. Uh, oops. And then Michael J. Fox spoke, and I was—I'm yeah, always happy to see Michael J. Fox. Yeah, you know, like I wish he would have like gotten a DeLorean and driven off in the end, <laughs> just for old times' sake, you know. How about Michael Bublé obviously lip syncing? I didn't even pay attention to that. I was just like, I don't—I didn't know who Michael Bublé was. Oh, you didn't? No, no. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> is that is that a badge of honor for you? He's like a big crooner, man. He's well. I was like, dude, is this the Canadian Harry Connick Jr. or what? Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, he 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 was lip syncing the shit out of his songs. Well, and he kicked off this whole musical number that was obviously inspired by Tylenol, Cold, and Acid. <laughs> it was just like they started bringing out giant hockey players, inflatable beavers. Inflatable Mounties, inflatable, inflatable moose. It was like the Macy's Thanksgiving and Day Parade with these. When, like- when they brought those inflatable beavers out, the guy behind the microphone says, "And the always enjoyable giant inflatable beaver." That was Costas. It made me wonder. It was Costas. Yeah, it was Costas. I okay. Well, I I had a hunch, but I didn't want to go on record saying that. You knew what? it was Costas if he's going to say something like that. What? Fucking broadcasting school did he go to where they said that would be appropriate? Ever. Ever. If anything, Broadcasting 101, they say, never say, and the always enjoyable giant inflatable beaver. Well, that's Costas for you. He's he's a rebel. (laughs) Yeah. He he knew what he was saying. Lopo texted me tonight saying, I don't want to see Costas again for another six years. Yeah, they could put him back in cold storage, and I'd probably be okay with it. We'll see him again in two years. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that that whole thing. And then they had these, like, staged dancing numbers with the mount- people in Mounties uniforms that looked really like those things that are in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. You know, where they come and they stand in the middle, and they do their little dance, and then they move on. Yeah. And I was well, like... I think they called it a parade. I think they called the final segment a parade. Well, I thought they were going to bring that big turkey float out, and like Snoopy and stuff, you know? Like, and at the end, it was going to be Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, go home, Santa's here. <laughs> it did have a very, like, holiday thing. It looked like that shit that people put in their yard, that's these inflatable things. Yeah, with the light on the inside. 
Yeah. And it's just constantly being blown up by a fan. <laughs> just constantly wasting yeah. energy. Yeah, great I, use of energy. Yeah, I, I was just and by the when the Beavers came out, I was like, oh my god, this is like Pink Floyd's The Wall because well, it really yeah. is like that that movie. Yeah, that I was wondering. Well, we we already mentioned it, and I'm rewinding some of this closing ceremony. The one cool thing about that 31 mile race is that the cross country skiing race that. That being one of the most hard legger events, yeah, and that it's so late, they got their medal ceremony smack in the first third of of the closing ceremonies. So like you got all these people that have competed and they've had their medals ceremonies, yada yada, various places, various times, but never with that amount of people in front of them. Yeah, it's like here is everybody to see yeah. me get my medal, and they do that in the summer games. They do the marathon on the last day and they give the marathon medals out. Oh Same yeah, way. well. So same, it's a, yeah. It's a How about Neil story. Young? All I, the all the music sucked except for Neil Young, in my opinion. Dude, that and that's my favorite Neil Young song. He sang uh, "Long May You Run." Yeah, and that song always gets me. And, dude, I was real worried that you were gonna hate on Neil Young. Uh, it I, got. I love dusty. Neil Young. Yeah, it that, got real dusty. Well, he played that song at, at Conan O'Brien's last. Yes. Um, show so, like apparently he called Conan up and was like, "I want to be on your last show." I'm sorry this happened to you. Conan was like, well, no, yeah, okay, sure. Maybe. I got Will Ferrell on. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, he seriously called him up. And that song is awesome. And the reason I love that song is because that song is his tribute to his old car. Really? If you listen to the, to the words of it, he talks about how I last saw you alive in Spring River in 63. That's where his car broke down. He had this old hearse. It was an old hearse, and he says in one part, with your chrome heart shining in the sun. It, and it's all like this real, everybody you know gets real emotional about it, but it's about this dude's car, you know? Well, <laughs> true testament to a creative guy, you know? Make a song, you know, it's like uh, Simon, and, Simon and Garfunkel were talking about their music, and like, they just have outrageously depressing lyrics, but set to nice, happy yeah. music, right. you know, and it fools everybody. Yeah. That's uh. Well, I thought Neil Young sounded really good too. Yeah, he did. I was happy for that. Is he Canadian? I mean, I assume he is now. Yeah, that he's been he, on he that. is Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a little Canadian in him. That's why Leonard Skinner hates him so much. <laughs> Actually, apparently Leonard Skinner does not hate him. They just acted like they did for Sweet Home Alabama. So, um, question. Go for it. Who do you think is going to get the contract in 2014, ESPN or NBC? I hope that ESPN gets it. We need to get Miss to post that article. There's an article up about how ESPN wants to host the games, and they want to do it in a style where they actually show the events live. Because it's about the sports fan. Right. It's about the sports fan, and they figure, well, if people are at work, they'll see the recaps when they come home. Yep. You know, and the World Cup is covered live. You know, and that's the biggest sporting event in the world. Yep. And I think ESPN, they can do ABC coverage and they can do ESPN coverage together. You know? Yep. And I, I think that would be great. Because NBC but, just does right. not understand the internet and the fact well, that people are seeing these results before. Miss, Miss definitely needs to post this article. And when you guys read it, when anybody that goes to the show notes on I only like their old stuff.com <clears> and takes a look at it, Read 
Zucker, Zucker is his name? Zuckerberg? Zuckberg? Greg Zucker? Zuck shitter? Yeah. Zuck shit? Yeah. Read his quotes. He is an asshole. Yeah. He and and it's been reported that he's an asshole, but right there, it's in the quotes. I'm an asshole. Yeah. That's basically what he says. Yeah, he's I basically mean, like, no, people do not want they what they say they want. He's, he's like, well, when prime time's no longer a profitable, you know, time of the day to show these, then we'll stop showing it. Then, it's like, motherfucker, show show what you show at prime time. I don't care that you show the tape delay at prime time. But show the live events when they're live, you know, show them when they're happening and then repackage it at night. Yeah. Ain't nobody watching your daytime view shit or whatever it is they got during the day. Well, it's like during the day they just showed, I don't know, they they could have shown the events live. Because it's like, well, we're going to show only cross-country skiing for 90% of the daytime shows. Okay, well, how about take some of that time and show some of the live events that are going on? Yeah, I don't know. We've talked a lot about how NBC sucks. Yeah, we don't need to anymore. Um, okay, um, well, I got another thing about the closing ceremonies. How? What? What did you think about that Sochi Russia presentation? Dude, that was my last thing that I had written down. I okay. had Russian preview. Um, okay, so the the Olympics are going to be the Winter Olympics. The next one is in 2014 in Sochi, Russia. Yeah, and they had a little preview, and what their preview was was some. 1997 computer rendered uh, images of ice. I, here's what I here's what I. They had an astronaut throwing an ice ball. But it was that, that weird, like uh, when they first learned how to do the mirror computer graphics, like the mirror ball. Like it looks like a T, the Terminator Two yes. special effects. Yeah, yeah. And I tweeted. Here's my tweet. See it, if you. Okay. Well, let me just say it scared me. Yeah, I mean, cause it was kind of scary. It was kind of scary. Well, it looked like the Lawnmower Man, that movie, The Lawnmower Man. <laughs> um, I, I, so I, here's my tweet. I said, apparently the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi, Russia, are going to take place in 1991. Because <laughs> that's what I got out of that presentation. It was weird. And, and that's that's what they um you know they they use the closing ceremonies to hype the next location up. So it's they're supposed to have that presentation. Yeah. And it is. And there was more to it. You know, there was the symphony, there was Red Square, that was Lady Singing Opera. But it, Yeah, and all that kind of sucked too. It, it did suck. Like the, the footage from the Red Square was like really disjointed and not well done, in my opinion. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I mean I was I was I'm still moderately hyped for it, but I was really hyped before because I was like, I think Russia's a great place to have the games. Because it's like it's near Siberia, apparently, where they're having it. Yeah. So it's like that's some Europe, you know, Western Europe shit right there, you know, like <laughs> crazy shit. Well, I, you know, before we get, well, we'll get to this. Let's go. We'll move on. But yeah, yeah they're in Russia, and I'm just know, envisioning. I'm envisioning all dudes in cheap suits everywhere like making people not talk about the games and stuff you know during the whole game <laughs> they come and take bob costa away <laughs> reprogram yeah. him yeah oh marathon man him yeah okay well this being our last olympic dreams coverage episode and getting ready to go back into regular episodes we're going to do a little bit of a grab bag for the end of the Olympics here that uh, was Jigga's idea. 
It's called Olympic Superlatives. Oh, my microphone just fell. Sorry, I just ruined the whole Olympic Superlatives. There, I'm back. Alright, Olympic Superlatives. This is where we give out gold medals (laughs) to who we think we should get an extra gold medal for being awesome or not awesome. Yeah, you get you get a gold medal for the good ones, and you get like a wooden a, medal. A wooden medal. You get fourth place for the bad ones. Yeah. All right. So, what do you want to start out with? We've got like twelve or so, and I actually threw the one back in there that you cut. Really? I did have an answer for that? A legitimate answer. So. Okay, um, I got one. Well, you want to start at the top then? Is that what we're gonna do? Um. Actually, let me lead these, and I'll pick them as I want to go. For it. Okay. And we'll start out with most embarrassing outfit or uniform. All right. You want me to go first? Um, sure. We'll uh, there were so many to choose from. You know, there were. My honorable mention goes to the uh, Russian speed skating pajamas. Yeah. Uh, I had an honorable mention for the, uh, the, the freestyle skiing costumes. But my number one is the Firebird costume from the ice dancing. And you know the one I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're the talking Phoenix? about. The Phoenix? Yes. The girl dresses the Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> My most embarrassing uniform is, uh, it's really a collection. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I shouldn't call them uniforms, I'll call them outfits. Uh, is the entire men's short program figure skating. Yeah. Just the collection of them all. The, yeah. And then the honorable mention goes to the Russian ice dancing pairs uh, for all of their outfits <laughs> especially the racist one yeah yeah so that one's marked off uh we'll go um <clears throat> most annoying olympian all right you go first Lindsay vaughn done uh Lindsay vaughn <laughs> the, the ankle hurt around the world just like stop it just please stop it this is bad I, you know and i went through my range of emotions with her and uh, in the end, my better judgment won out, and I'm declaring her the most annoying Olympian. Okay. Well, I think it's, I mean, it's, yeah. She's, the entire time has been the most annoying Olympian for me, so. Well, I and was... I think a lot of that is NBC's fault for focusing on her so much. Um, because you just give her more opportunity to be more annoying. Yeah. Um, we'll go from there to, uh, speaking of NBC, best commentator. All right, best commentator for me? Yep. was um, a guy that normally doesn't report on the Olympics, Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth. And the reason why is because I felt like he gave, because he doesn't know much about the Olympics, he gave like a fan perspective in his stories where he was like, he really went to the events and just had a good time at the events, and it came yeah. through in a lot of his reports for me. So I, I figured you would say Chris Collinsworth, <clears throat> and I agree with you that he was great. Obviously, I love Mary Carrillo, but I'm going to have to say Bob Costas because he got us talking so much. He did, yeah. It wouldn't be the Olympics without Bob Costas, as much of a dick he is. (laughs) Okay, Um, we're going to go with a pair right now, all right? A pair. Most hype event and least hype event. All right, it's your turn to go, right? I'll start out with the least hype event. Yeah. And and we we when we decided on this, we said that ice dancing was not allowed in the least hype event category because it's clearly off limits. Yeah, it's and it's limits. not a sport. So. It's just like left eye when talking about the hottest TLC. Um, yeah. TLC yeah. 
I'm going to say whatever the fuck it was yesterday, whatever they call it, super downhill snowboard slalom. It was parallel slalom. Parallel slalom Par- snowboarding. It was giant parallel slalom. Giant parallel slalom head-to-head. Giant parallel foggy, boring, old fucking style snowboarding used to be cool, but, and now it's not cool. And so yeah, I, cool. I basically t- told you this is the most boring event that's on right now, and you were like, uh, what? And then you you made a point to tell me later, yeah, you were right. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I turned cool. it on. Because I, uh, I know you're probably like, dude, there's no way snowboarding could be boring. Um. What? And, you know, <laughs> you think snowboarding, you're like, action. Yeah. And hip. hip. It used to be the main snowboarding event, because the... the it's just like, what is... It's like your father's snowboarding. It, they wear... That makes sense. It's not even a... I mean, it's a snowboard, technically, because it's a board, but it's it's a different kind of snowboard. It's like a snowboard. one big ski. It's Yeah, it's a specific kind of snowboard that nobody would want to ride. Well, they go head-to-head downhill, but on separate tracks, so there's no chance of them hitting each other. And then they go and, back up and ride on the other one. Yeah, and it's um, it's just like it's it, it fulfills Kevin's dream of snowboarders wearing the stupid spandex outfits. It's true. Because they do wear that. It's, um, it's a shame that, that you couldn't see it that well because of all the fog, because I'm sure Kevin would have had a... That's how little they cared about it, is they allowed it to happen in, like, tropical storm conditions. <laughs> Uh, and it's funny because it really did used to be one of the main snowboarding events back in 1998 when they started the snowboarding. Before people invented cool tricks on the snow on the halfpipe. I guess it was the featured event, and the halfpipe was kind of an afterthought back then. So. Yeah, the halfpipe was like, well, I did a 360. <laughs> well, and now that they have the head-to-head racing, I'm like, you know, the actual the, the border cross, I'm like, why even have that thing at all? Why not at least have the freaking this parallel downhill slalom when you had the original half pipe event, save the half pipe till the fucking end. Yeah, you know, uh, why not? Yeah, so anyway, so and I agree. Least, that's my least hype event too. Really, you yeah. had the same. Okay, most hype event for me is the short track speed skating. I went into this Winter Olympic Games knowing that all the sliding events were my favorite: luge, skeleton, bobsled, two and four. But short track speed skating really won me over. It's the only time during the Olympics where I stood up on my feet and was cheering and screaming and stuff like that. Now, I got close to that during the um, during the the um, uh, hockey, but I didn't understand it well enough. So, like, for somebody that doesn't understand the rules, you can pick up short track speed skating, like, within, like, 30 seconds. You get it. It's a race, you know. So that's my most hype. What's yours? Um, you know, my favorite event is still the luge. But yeah. at this this because of the tragedy and everything, they changed the luge track. It wasn't as good. It wasn't as exciting. Um, and as far as most hype event, mine is the short track too. Oh my god! Same one because it just like nothing could beat it. I I was sh- sh- yelling at my TV, you know, just yelling. Yeah. And everybody that people would come into our house to visit, and they it would be on, and all of a sudden they'd be screaming at the TV. Yeah, you know, like they, so, they didn't know so what was going infectious. on. They was like, oh my god. Holy shit. Go, 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 go. It's just filled with stress, anxiety, and hype. That's what it is. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Most inspiring story. Oh, by the way, you get a point. Most inspiring (laughs) story. (laughs) This is a game now? (laughs) Yeah. Most inspiring story. Most inspiring story for me is uh, Joanny Rochette 
we've already talked about her, the the figure skater who lost her mother. I just, you know, usually people get set up in a situation like that, and if they decide to compete or something, you're like, well, that's great, they're going to compete, and then they fall and fail miserably, and you're like, oh, I feel so bad for them. This time, she rose to the occasion and turned that story, you know, it's it's still a horrible thing that she lost her mother, but at least this experience is not a complete awful memory for her, you know? At least she's got that sort of, you know, and, and the whole, like the whole world was being supportive of her in that situation. You know, I think that everybody in the world wanted her to do well, you know? And it was just, it was, it just, it inspired me like, damn, you know, like I complain about having to get up in the morning and shit like that. It's nothing compared to what she's had to deal with, you know? On a similar note of, damn, I complain, where I don't have room to complain, Yeah, my most inspiring story, and I really, I'm, it's interesting, I thought you'd have the same one as me, is Alexandra Bilodeau, or Bilodeau? Yeah, he was, I have, I have him written down as an honorable mention. Yep, the Canadian men's moguls, gold medalist, skiing for his brother, Listen to previous episodes if you don't know the story, or just Google it if you don't know the story. But for me, it was the most inspiring. Yeah, and those two stories are exactly what I'm talking about, about the athletes driving everything, you know? These, these stories, is like, that story wasn't created by anybody. It's real, right. you know? Yeah, I mean, what's cool about sports is that it's unscripted. Yeah, so. Awesome. All right. Um, most disappointing performance. All right, let's see. You go first. The opening and closing ceremonies. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I was okay with the opening, but the closing was just kind of awful. Well, I can't name an, uh, name another performance that was worse than that was worse than this. Uh, mine is the U.S. curling teams. Ooh, touche! You get a point. Yeah, <laughs> you get a point. Fucking, they just they just tanked. In a sport that you would think that lazy Americans would do well in, (laughs) you know, a sport that you could hold a beer and play at the same time. Smoke a cigarette. Yeah, Americans. Well, you know what? The amount of shit that we're talking, we're about to find out on Friday night just how hard it is to curl. And if I don't, if I'm not the greatest curler in the world, I will apologize to the, uh, to the, the the U.S. curling team should come down and challenge us. You know, well, so a couple of things with the curling team. The U.S. curling team, before they went to the Olympics, yeah, were, were at a curling club. Yeah, got challenged by a local amateur club and lost. A. B. Again, coming from Bill Simmons, he wants to see co-ed professional curling really do it up. Women wear skirts. The men are doughy and pale. The <laughs> women are obviously out of the men's leagues. And you get the crowd into it, cheering and yelling. Get it real loud in there. Real loud. Well, th- see, and that's a sport. Like, that's a- I mean, he's like joking and stuff about that. but He's joking about that, but in no other sport can you have somebody going to the Olympics lose to an amateur the day before. Can you picture Sean White just out in Colorado and some kids like, hey, well, let's get on this half I mean, pipe. LeBron got dunked on last summer by a high school kid. Yeah, he got dunked on. He wouldn't have lost one-on-one. Yeah. Well, I, I do agree that, like, I think that, I mean, it's a sport where there's not, uh, 
your physio- the physiological differences between men and women don't affect that sport. They really don't. So they could have co-ed teams. One yeah. of the women on the Canadian team was five months pregnant. <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't tell me that that's that challenging of a sport if the woman's five months pregnant and she's on the Olympic team. Well, you know what? That's a sport that my theory on that is that it's in the Winter Olympics, but it wouldn't be something they'd have in the, in the Summer Olympics if there was an equivalent. Like They're not going to have shuffleboard in the Summer Olympics because ball. there's too many sports in the Summer Olympics. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool. Don't give me – I fucking love curling. Yeah, but I'm not going to hate on it, but I understand what people's are. So, so here's, the, here's what Bill Simmons wants to see, and I'm, I'm only saying this because it's, it really is a good idea. It really is a good idea. A two-year-long reality show for the next Winter Olympics American curling team. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I would watch that. Yeah, that would be I, right. would definitely I think I saw him that. tweet about that, yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah nice. Tweeted. Okay, so – most surprising event um for me is the biathlon fuck you what did you have that too i had that too well what was your what was when you say most surprising event what was surprising about it was it the medals was it the actual sport itself or was it like how much you liked it um i mostly how much i liked it because i i have liked it before but I just got really interested in it this time, you know, and I love the sound of the guns. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. And I got really, I, I really liked it. I liked both the men's and the women's events were great. Dude, dude, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know why. I mean, I guess I just forget about it over the course of four years, but like <clears throat> I want to watch biathlon during the year. Well, apparently they have that, that, NBC Universal Sports Channel that covers all that. If you want well, to see, if a, you want to see NBC's coverage of more Olympic no, games, no, no. Here's the thing: I do have NBC Universal, and if I turn on the television, it yes, it is the second channel that I go to after ESPN. Because if I'm watching TV, I'm not, you know, I mean, like what? I'm not going to try to watch the news on TV. Yeah, you know. So I go to ESPN, then I go to NBC Universal. They never have winter sports on. Wow, that's see. I read an article that says because the because the same uh, broadcasters have been getting the Olympic Games over and over the past couple Olympics because NBC's gotten it. Nobody else is trying to compete with them, so no one wants to show the sports that are eventually going to be in the Olympics because they think it's a waste of time. Yeah, which well, is a shame because I love watching the skiing events and stuff. I'll like that. I tell you what, the one cool thing that NBC Universal has, and they were showing it this summer is they have these documentaries that were made by this one guy who's done the documentaries for, like, the past, like, seven or eight Olympics. And he does the stories behind all the comp- competitors. Yeah. And it's like, you are you got a, what, a three-minute package? Is it Jimmy Roberts? NBC? The guy Jimmy Roberts? No. This is some guy's name. I can't even remember his name, but I know it's not Jimmy Roberts. It, there's been some promos that had some footage that I recognized. That were It was a promos for some other thing, some NBC show or something, but I was like, that looks like IMAX footage, and I looked it up, and there's actually an IMAX movie that was shot at the Nagano Games in 98, which is my favorite Winter Olympics. Maybe. It's Nagano, Japan, 98. Yeah. And, and they have the IMAX, uh, which covers all the events and has like the POV cams of like the sledding and stuff. Yeah. I, w- I would love to see that on the IMAX screen. Well... We'll move on. But, yeah, I like – I mean, that's that's one thing. that they, I mean, they show mainly, like, triathlons, marathons, and cycling. 
Yeah. That's what what's on NBC Universal for the most part. But I'd love to watch some biathlon. Yeah, for sure. Okay, we're getting down near the near the end here. Last four questions. Yeah. We're gonna do one more pair. Okay. All right. Sport you'd most like to compete in. Sport you'd least like to ke- compete in. You give them to me back to back. All right. You're first. Right. Okay. Sport I'd most like to compete in the luge. Sport I'd least like to compete in the two man luge. <laughs> Dude, I I did not expect you to say the luge for the sport you most like to compete in. Are you kidding me? Really? Dude, I'm just like you. I went into this every single year, man. Luge is the best. It's always my favorite. Well, that's mine. That's the one I would most like to compete in. Uh, the one I'd least like to compete in is the 50 kil- kilometer cross country. <laughs> Fuck that. I didn't even entertain that idea. I just thought it was assumed that nobody would want to compete in yeah, that. that. Maybe that should be put in the pantheon with ice dancing. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, it's still, I don't know, but uh, you'd rather, uh, yeah, I get, no, I don't know, yeah, yeah, you're right, but still, luge, two-man luge, big disparity between those two. Yeah. But I'd love to be in a luge, are you kidding? I thought skeleton, but you'd think your head would, your neck would get so tired. I think skeleton would be fun, too, but I've just always liked the the luge, Luge because it's better. better. Yeah. Luge is better. Yeah. Okay, last two. Yeah, and you choose which to what, what order these go in. Uh, let's do best performance first. <clears throat> okay, you go. Um, gonna be a shocker here. Honorable mention to Sean White. Okay. For the incredible tricks he threw down. Honorable mention again to Joanny Rochette for overcoming obstacles and Billado and uh, the hockey teams. But my number one best performance, and this is going to surprise the shit out of you, is Bodie Miller. Really? Three medals, one gold, one silver, one bronze. Totally revamped his image. Um, you know, totally got a second chance that possibly he didn't deserve. But he owned it, and he appreciated it, and he appreciated the Olympics and the chance he got, and he went to the opening ceremonies. And he was nice to the reporters. And the true like mark of a champion, I think, or the true mark of sort of an, an honorable person is when you're a complete and utter ass accepting that and being able to say I was a complete and utter ass and then going out and achieving, you know? That's like, I don't know, i got to give him props, so... I'd say, listeners, that's probably the best performance of IOLTOS right there at Winter Olympics. It's the biggest turnaround. <clears throat> wow. And the, you know what's cool is that we only agree on one honorable mention. And it's tough for me between honorable mention – we'll get to this. I, good form, Jigga. Good form. That's what I'll say about that. Sweet. I – and here's where I come in and apologize and blame on NBC here that my my entire list is America-centered. Yeah. But a lot of that has to do with I could only mainly only see American competitors. Yeah. Okay, so whatever. I've got an honorable mention to Evan Lysacek. Yep, definitely. Apollo, Apollo Ono, obviously, mm-hmm. which you didn't say. So those are the two names you did. But I, I agree with those. Okay. <sighs> And and I think I've got I think I've got it tied for best performance. Okay, okay. do it. And and my criteria here was 
were these competitors head and shoulders above the above the field? Okay, and and is were they undeniably better? Yeah, obviously the first one is Sean White, mm-hmm. but the second one is Stephen Holcomb, uh, the, the pilot, the bobsled, bobsled pilot. pilot. That four man and four man bobsled. It wasn't it wasn't that close at all. I mean, in a in a in a sport that's dictated by hundreds of seconds, he led by half a second. Yep. And and he never faltered on the fifty fifty. He pwned the shit out of the course that had everyone else. T- so, as much as as kind of donkey as he is, because he is kind of donkey. <laughs> well, that kind of makes you like him more. Yeah. Did you see his hokey dance? I saw the hokey dance. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, so I thought that I thought he really was that much better than everybody yeah. else. And, yeah, and did you hear the story about him losing his eyesight? Dude, I was just about to say that I don't know. They tried to make a story that wasn't that crazy into something that was really kind of heartstring tuggy, but it wasn't. Why he he, he couldn't see? Eye, he, it's not that he couldn't see. He was losing his eyesight, but it wasn't that he couldn't see. He was going to. Said it was affecting his driving. It was well. He said it was affecting his driving, but that he mainly still depended on the feel of the track to drive. And so they do this surgery. That granted has not been approved by the FDA, you know. Uh, but they put a contact lens behind his iris in front of his cornea. But then, like, what? The next day he's out racing again. Like, so whatever. I mean, it's all right. It's cool. It's cool. But I mean, he's good despite that. Well, I I agree with all those picks. I also another honorable mention I'd throw out there is Shawnee Davis. Defending yeah. his gold medal. Sure. Um, I think the reason – I think what would have put him up there is not going silver in the 1500 but going gold. And that just looked like he was just kind of tired, didn't it? Yeah, it did. So it, did. it wasn't really breakout for me, but it was It was good. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's the only one to ever defend a 1,000-meter gold. There were just so many stories from this Olympics. Most of the time it's like, oh, that guy won a gold and we'll never hear of him again. But these were yeah. like people that have been around for a while and they you know, they, they lived up to expectations. And... And, and I love that you just said, well, that guy won a gold. Uh, you know, it's like we throw away gold medals. Like, that's just – I mean, come on. That's a gold medal. Ain't nobody better than you. Yeah. Nobody's better than you. Yeah. You know? And yeah, he only got one, huh? Yeah, only you know, one. How many motherfuckers went home without what? a gold medal? Yeah, without but... a medal, without even a wooden medal. Yeah. So, you know. All right, and the last question. Favorite your, Olympian. Your favorite Olympian. Um, you want me to go first? Yeah. Uh, oh, you went first last time. I'll go first yeah. this time. <clears throat> Johnny Weir. That's your favorite Olympian? Hell yeah. <laughs> Why? Because of his uh, ultimate style. Well, I mean, because he's, he's not apologizing for who he is. He goes out there. He rocks. I mean, he got fifth. That's not bad. Yeah. He has not, I, awesome. I don't hate on Johnny Weir. I think that When that's... it comes to his outfits, awesome. Represent, brother. Represent. <laughs> do it, you know? And he, uh, yeah, I don't know if you saw the interview. Uh, somebody gave an interview with him um, during – the day after. Yeah, it was in the late night broadcast. Yeah, it was late night, and they were like, the interview was so shitty. She just was like, a lot of people hate you. You know, she kept going on and on about, like, people hating on Johnny Weir and 
how like um who was it somebody said that he was a bad example for young kids uh that would maybe be interested in the sport and he was like they should be so lucky to grow up and be like me <laughs> yeah. I was like you're my favorite olympian <laughs> yeah i i can't i can't hate on him and he didn't do any sometimes in the past he's hated on other people and he didn't really do that he just kind of yeah. he he bigged himself up and that was yeah. it you know so yeah. you get props to that your favorite Olympian? Well, I got some honorable mentions. Uh, the Japanese curling team. <laughs> Japanese women's curling team. Um, so Why? Annie, what? Why? Uh, they just were great champions. Yeah? Yeah. Great champions? Did they medal? No. Unfortunately, they didn't make it to the next round. <laughs> um, honorable mention. Another one, Joanny Rochette. already talked about her a million times. My favorite Olympian, and you're probably going to hate on me for this, but Anton Apollo Ono. Apollo Antonio. I can't hit on you for that. You know, like in a sort of, we have we're in a society right now, especially where our sports figures routinely let us down, both on the court and off the court. Yes, both. You know, and you can't trust anybody. I'm not saying that tomorrow there couldn't be some huge scandal come out about him, but he seems to put everything out on the table. He, I think he's a good representative for our country in a time where we're not looked on very positively. He does, you know, in the competition, a lot of people are irritated by him because of the way he skates. But the way that he represents, you know, does he, I mean, he's a great interview subject. Um, he appreciates the opportunities he's been given. <laughs> he appreciates his father, you know. It's like, dude... This guy, I like the, I like the, I like that guy. You know, he's me, a likable guy. Where are they go? Where's, where are you going on vacation with him and Shawnee? Me and him and did Shawnee. You get, did you get that text? Yeah, no, I've been, I've been furiously texting him or whatever that they, you know, someone's posted his number on the internet. <laughs> I don't know, man. I want to go to Tahiti, I'll sit on the beach with those dudes, get some drinks <laughs> with some little umbrellas on them. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. We might go to. I, I think we, they might surprise me, and we get we're going to Sochi, Russia. <laughs> Just scope it out, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd like to picture them somewhere tropical. Yeah. Saying, "Ooh, let's go do the Summer Olympics now." Yeah. You know. Yeah, and M- Michael Phelps is going to be like, "Can I go with you guys?" They're going to be like, "Nope." Hey. 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 hey, can I go with you guys? Hey, guys. Hey, where are you guys going? <laughs> go do another Subway commercial. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to I Only Like Their Old Stuff. You can catch us on Twitter at IOLTOS. Our email is I Only Like Their Old Stuff at gmail.com. We'll be back next week, or this week, I guess. I don't know. It depends on how you view it. It's Sunday night. Um, we're going to be coming back with a mailbag episode, which might not work out that well. It depends. I was thinking on the drive home, Jigga, you know, guys like, you know, Wilbon and Kornheiser can do a mailbag episode because people actually email them because they care what these guys have to say about something. But I'm not sure anybody cares what we have to say about the questions that they sent. I mean, I guess they wouldn't have sent them if they didn't care. But we didn't get a multitude of questions anyway. We got some. Yeah, Zell sent us some. I'd answer his, you know. Yeah. We'll do a special Zell edition. <laughs> Limited edition. Clave ain't sent us shit. 
He well, he basically knows everything about us anyway. I guess he does. So, speaking of Clave, what is his? Uh, do you know his website? Nope. Like, uh, he's got like four different pictures of us that he's drawn now. I just went and saved them today because I hadn't saved them yet. Go to go to Twitter slash at Clave Four E. The number four. The number four E Clave Four E, and uh, you can. You can, he doesn't have a ton of tweets that so you can find his uh, the pictures he's drawn of us, which we appreciate every or one if, of them. If you go into his profile, I'm sure he's got his website up and his profile on Twitter. Yeah, he probably does. We'll he's get we'll try up. to get Miss to throw some of his links up in there too. So. Yeah, uh, thanks again to Miss for doing the show notes, the website, Kevin for publishing our podcast. Two great producers on the IOLTOS team. Yeah, leaving sure. talent to do what they do. Yeah. Now and now begins the post Olympic depression. Oh, that was the yeah, that was the one thing I was gonna mention at the end that I, I I'm slipping into it. I started slipping into it last night, realizing that I was watching my last primetime coverage of of competitions. Yeah, you and, just wanna uh, savor it. You're like, Oh, maybe some just a little more. Like like what how is anything gonna measure up to this? Nothing. Survivor's not going to measure up to it, even though Survivor's awesome. I always get depressed that they don't do one final Olympic late night after the closing ceremonies. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, come on. So there were some sports that happened today. You could talk about them. Like, now the Olympics are over. It's that one-two punch, too, because the Super Bowl, post-Super Bowl depression, and then post-Olympic depression. Yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> Email us something to be hyped about. Yeah. Oh, well, next, next week, the Oscars. Oh yeah. Oh shit. We need to. We'll mention this now. We're, we're going to try to live stream that. I'm I'm determined to try to do that. So we're going to. It, it'll be video. Oh god. So we're going to try to do that on this next Sunday. We'll, we'll have a podcast out between now and then. So we'll hype it again. But, yeah. All right. Get that done. All right. We out.